episode 55. We're back. Champions League recap. And also preview the second to last weekend of the Premier League. What's going on? I'm sure you're happy today. Rip. What's up, Brian? The moment you say second to last weekend of the Prem, gosh, I start to get sad. Gosh, quality. It's not good. No, it's not. But I am oh so happy on this wonderful Thursday, Thursday, Thursday night. We have a Champions League final, Inter Milan versus Manchester City. I'm going to spend one second on the Milan derby. Inter Milan won. (laughs) That's it. Uh, We can talk about Man City versus Real Madrid which was an absolute slacking, probably not really worth that talking about either because it wasn't very competitive. Um, but two big teams, fan of one on the podcast, and an amazing performance. I mean, you have to give it to City. I mean, it, it was an amazing performance. I saw a lot of oh, revisionist history saying Real Madrid, that's not a Real Madrid, good, good Real Madrid team. Um, I didn't hear a lot of that before, so I think that's unfair to City. I think that was just domination. Sometimes you just got to give it to the team. Say, you were slapped, you were humbled, give it to them. They were just that much better than you, and they're the best team cooking right now, period. You have to take the L. Yeah, yeah. So, so, man, I, I, I managed to get some notes down kind of recapping the game Uh Yesterday, second leg at the Etihad, 4-0. Uh, City went on aggregate 5-1, to one, two legs over Madrid. Let me repeat that one more time. 5-1 to one on aggregate against Real Madrid. Uh, expected goal per uh, the Athletic. I don't know if you've noticed, but expected goal changes per certain sources. All close to similar numbers, but I'm seeing XG different. Yeah, first time ever in the history of XG, which is not a lot of history, but... I'm seeing different XGs for games. I thought that was a little wacky, but the one that I stuck to, which is the athletic, those scoundrels and scumbags had a a 0.47 for Madrid, 2.82 for City. Um, I managed to get 10 notes uh, down. Nothing too long, but just kind of little pickets of ultimately how I was feeling and kind of what I was taking in. There are no particular order, no particular order whatsoever. Uh, The first one I thought was an amazing stat. Rodri had more touches than Vinny and Benzema combined in this in that second leg. Uh, the second one, dominating performance for City. Not a single player for Madrid, minus Courtois, minus Courtois, was better than City. Not a single one you would pick over a City player. An absolute shellacking when you think of it from that regard. The third one that I had was Kyle Walker, world class. Absolute world class. There was a moment if you watched the game, pass in, Vinny is ahead. Not even a question. He's in. My cheeks are clenched. We're screwed at this moment. Kyle Walker somehow recovers, takes the right angle, depossesses, clears. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. He takes those challenges personal. He said after the game, he noted some of the film that. And he noted some of the tech team and the coaching staff. Every day they were sending him clips of what Vinny was doing. The clip that he tried to go ahead and do against, or that he was successful in doing against Dino last year in the semifinal, he tried to do against Kyle Walker. 
Kyle Walker did his homework. Absolutely incredible from world-class Walker. Debate right now between a lot of pundits and a lot of fun social media stuff. Is Kyle Walker the greatest English right back ever in the history of the Premier League? Debate to have, I don't know. I don't really want to entertain that too much, but it's just something that they're out there doing. I don't want to jump on the bandwagon. I just want to say that it's happening. Uh, Four, Modric, Cruz, and Benzema. My Lord, they looked old. At one point, I saw Modric lose possession on the far side of the pitch and the f- and the camera came to him and he was looking at some players like, I didn't know where you were. I need to, I, you, like, I can't find you anywhere kind of thing. Like, show yourself. Incredible that a world, world-class world player, Balian de Or winner Luka Modric, is having absolute fits uh, against Manchester City. The fifth point, Camavinga, Bernardo absolutely worked you. Bernardo's value just went up easily 25, 30 million to me. And we know Paris Saint-Germain are calling. That's exactly who I'm okay with. And if he wants to go to Paris and raise a wonderful family, by all means, he's done his due diligence and he has 1000% showed anyone out there that if you are to spend 75 to 85 to even maybe a number starting with a nine, Bernardo Silva can absolutely change games for you. How old is he? Mm, 27, 28, right side of 30. He, he looks older. Yeah, he does. And his hair's fading. He looks like a taxman. He's a baby. He's a child. He's the clear cut example for anyone who's raising a child out there. You don't necessarily need to play or need to have a great frame. Us Americans fall in love and salivate to a 6'7", 255-pound person. I get it. I'm not with, I'm not against it. I hear you. But you can have, the beautiful part about this game is you can look like Kevin De Bruyne. Has Kevin De Bruyne ever had a six-pack in his life? Never. But he's an absolute god when it comes to that pitch. You don't have to look like an absolute stud. You don't have to necessarily be that body frame. Bernardo Silva is case in point of being a human Swiss army knife, and he worked a absolute stunning 22, 23-year-old player who's had a great career but has a lot to learn, and he got work. Kamavinga, what is he, 20? I think he's like 20. Yeah, well, the guy's won a lot. He's seasoned, and he's played quite well up into that game and up into these two legs. I think Bernardo worked him. Um Love to see the attacking, just just the the back and forth. I thought it was chess with what Bernardo was doing at every point. The sixth point I had, John Stones. Absolute king of the north, smooth under pressure. Tifo Football this morning put out a YouTube video that's about 12 minutes long on why John Stones, it's the player of the year. And he had some really, really interesting arguments to make. From an imp, yes, he's not going to have the stats to back the claim. But if you logically understand his significance and importance to the change that he's made for us, the logical army, the, the logical argument that people have against City when they argue about our roster, the logical argument is not the quantity, but the quality with diversity. That is the key. It's not that we have 22 world-class players because we cannot fill a 22, we cannot fill 11 different 11 two different two 11 squatted teams with 22 different players we cannot do it but it's the versatility that changes everything for us the stat that tifo tried to assert as this really really spot on point that this is his significance and it speaks to essentially the direct attacks per 90 minutes 40 games 
before the switch of John Stones doing the tucked in and being the DM and even moving to attacking, it was a 1.2 direct attacks per 90. After the switch, that's 40 games. After the switch with 15 games, it's a 0.6 direct attack. Why is that so significant? Every club, well, I shouldn't say every club, City try to compact. And when we lose the ball, we're going to have five centraled and then forcing you outside, buying us time to bring the rest back and forcing you to not necessarily go through middle. The whole point of that concept is that with John Stones being tucked in, we have basically cut any sort of direct attacks in half, focusing and tucking in that centralized attack, not letting it. The double pivot is an absolute incredible animal that will lead to allude to my bigger point a little bit later, which is absolute peps an absolute God. And it's over goat debate moving forward is settled for me. Just an um, absolute dominance in what he did over two legs for against Madrid against uh, Real Madrid. Seventh point, the Etihad is an absolute fortress right now. I mean, the 12th man was in full effect, just like Pep discussed. For us being such a little club, my lord, was that place rocking. My lord, was there the energy out there. Madrid didn't know what hit him. In fact, El Marca, a wonderful, wonderful Spanish paper, is the biggest daily Spanish sports paper. And the quote is, one might think that a team built with a checkbook, City have paper mache fans. It is not like this. The Etihad is a boiler that has nothing to envy that of its Old Trafford neighbors. Nothing to envy of our Old Trafford neighbors. The difference is that all their lives they've lost and now they win. The atmosphere was possibly the harshest Madrid has encountered in many years. A complete trap. My lord, Ed Malika. Shakespeare couldn't write it even any better than that. Marca, the largest Spanish paper coming out and adding to the drama like they do out there. Obviously trying to soak in the loss and make it bigger than it is. But how wonderful it is to hear from an outsider that there's absolute fortress level vibes to the Etihad right now. Eight, Pep's plan worked. All the way to the fucking final. For all that botching that he infamously does, which he still can if he doesn't start Rodri in the final, for all of that botching that Pep has infamously done, the plan worked. Going into this game, going into these two legs, I don't know. Can they do it? Yeah, but it's Real Madrid. Every team we've faced, first leg, draw. Second leg, we slapping. Going into Madrid, it's Madrid, but... No one, you could have argued, going into it, I predicted 4-2, got four on the money. Madrid failed because their asses didn't show the fuck up. And I'm A-okay with that shit. Pep got it right. The tactics, the scheme, the whole overall plan was absolutely solid. I questioned it. The world questioned it. But the GOAT got it right. At your place, we're squeezing you the fuck out. No subs. We're playing. We're going to ride it out. Should we survive at home? We're opening cheeks. Let's play ball. Rumored that he texted Real Ferdinand before the game, hours before, and told him, we're going to beat him. I don't know how uh, uh, accurate that is, though. Ninth point. 
81st minute, Brian, this fucking grinds my gears. This is what it is. You want to talk about next level differences? You want to talk about why we're literally looking down at every single fucking club right now? 81st minute, the score is 3-0. Madrid attack with Benzema and a Vidi little touch-in. The cross comes in, shot on goal blocked. Ederson has to come out. Deflects the ball when Dependsema tries to get a little shot or a cross in with his foot. Comes out to Cavallos, gets a shot on goal, blocked from there. The absolute discipline with five people, goalie included, in the box on a 1-2 with Madrid on your cheeks and the game is solidified. That I cannot emphasize enough. It's what makes fucking champions. We are robotic and disciplined. We will not. It was absolutely ingrained in us that we knew what they had. We knew what the potential was going to be. It don't matter if you put us in Norway, in in America, in Mexico. We track back as a unit and defend. Whether it's 81 and it's solidified. Whether it's the fifth minute. That makes fucking champions. In a window, by the way, where we lost an attacker and gained a 19 million center back who I sat there and thought was going to be rotational. Only come to turn out, he's going to be a huge integral part, second leg at home of the Champions League fucking semifinal. That is what Pep fucking does. And it's incredible, incredible me to think that that is, it's taken us this long to be able to that, be that successful and get that in our heads amazing to me the level of absolute discipline the culture of this club is incredible and the 10th spot holy shit man that was a lesson just complete dominance man not at one moment other than the tony cruz shot on goal which is just a sheer glimpse blip of blip of absolute greatness that led to nothing i mean man this team is incredible right now we are rolling we're living through the history, football heritage lost, oil money is victorious, and I am loving it, dude. Absolutely loving it. I just, I can't believe how incredible this is. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was dominance. Uh, don't know what else to say. From a Real Madrid perspective, who do they get at striker? Because mm. I, I can't see... The Benzema thing lasting another season. He it's time to it's time to use him as a bench piece. Mm. Um, so who who do they go after? Holland is not going to happen. That's probably who they do want. That's not going to happen. So who are they getting this summer? Because they go another season without Benzema, they're not making it to no Champions League semifinals. And that's no disrespect to Benzema, but Father Time is undefeated. If you want to, and I'm I'm not I'm not against anything that you're you're putting down right now. But if you want to do a small recap as to what the situation is for Madrid, you are finishing double digit loss in La Liga to Barcelona in a year in which you are rumored to spend probably more or the same amount of money in the in the in the summer window back to back windows. You're going off, and the notion that. You can replace a Benzema. You're gonna have to do proper. You can't. You're gonna have to do proper recruiting. This reminds me of the gif of Pep Guardiola crying when we lost to Guerrero. We cannot replace him. You cannot replace Corinne. We acknowledge how how goaded he is. But they need to bring somebody in. 
you have to go. Whether he's levels or you can't have no. him starting every game next year. He no. he's cooked now. He hasn't been good since I think his he had that one game in the Copa against Barcelona, the hat trick. Maybe yeah. a couple other games against some shitty La Liga sides. But he's he looks cooked to me. I mean he looks absolutely done. His legs Bally look good. Huh? Ballon d'Or effect. He's he minus Messi and Ronaldo. Look at anyone who's won the Ballon d'Or and look at the season after. Minus I, I, Messi and Ronaldo. Okay, but he's also 36. So the 36 effect is kicking in. I hear you. You're not wrong. <laughs> Trust me again. I agree. You're putting down. I, I smell it and I like it. So you're not wrong. But the answer is, the answer to your question is, you're not going to get Victor Oshman. You're not going to get a big time player right now who's a star. You need to be the prospect guy. You need to be the prospect team. If you think that Silva, uh, Portuguese striker, uh, is worth something, go get him. Who? Um, and I think something Silva, for mm. last name Silva. Um, I forget who he plays for, but there's a couple young guys that are out there that are getting looked at. So if you think it's Madrid, we all know they're going to rack up. We all know they're going to rack up. Right now, they think the focus is, is midfield. They think they can ride out Benzema probably another year or two. They're not lacking goals, probably. And to answer your question, all right, gun to your head. If we, if we, if I had to say, which I do agree, but if I had to put action to the agreement to where I had to get rid of Benzema and not start him initially, knowing that I can't get someone out there right now, I'm putting Benzema rotation and I'm false nining with Vinny at striker. And I'm bringing in Rodrigo at left wing or right wing and then left wing. Who am I going? Uh, maybe Valverde, maybe something. I don't know. I'm trying to technically change it. Yeah, that's He's, my thought. They're going to have to bring in another forward because I think what's-his-name's leaving, Asensio. Um, mm-hmm. I never thought he was that great anyway. Um, but, yeah, they'll have to – I just I just think a whole season with Benzema, he does have some injury histories. I think if you're Real Madrid, you got to bring somebody in. But, yeah, um, Bernardo Silva, what, what do you think you can get for him? It sounds like he's, he's going to leave. I mean, maybe that yeah. changes, but – um, that's been nice. talked about for a while. So, w- what do you think you can get for him price wise? The number starts with an eight now. It was 75. And the number starts with an eight. What's 100%. his contract? Uh, I think he's got another two years before he is up. Um, I think, that up. I think maybe, maybe another year. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say the number starts with an eight. He's leaving the country 100%. You know, he's either going La Liga, like he's discussed. Hopefully, PSG are seriously interested because you know Barcelona is going to lowball you. Well, Barca- yeah, Barcelona, I, I can't. I don't understand it. I try to brag about the transfers with Ferran Torres being 21 and us selling him for 46. It's just incredible the work that we do. But I just don't understand if we've even gotten the other half of the money yet from Barcelona. So why would we even entertain having a conversation about any of the players? They like Laporta too, but at the same time, again, we need the, we need the cash, bro. He's got two years after this. So, yeah, I mean, 70, 80 sounds reasonable. It was probably 70 yesterday, and today you're acting for 80, right? So you called PSG and said, Yesterday's price is not today's price. Is that right? Facts. Absolute facts, man. I mean, you see it. You can put him almost in at least four different positions. He'll be successful for you. And and he he's a great person. wages aren't that bad either. Yeah, which we're... I can assure you right now, should he even stay, we've already offered him Kevin money. He's, oh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's about to be right below Kevin. 
And if you look up city structure, I could be wrong on this, but it goes Kevin Top Dog, Holland, which we're off again, we're offering him so that he can be top Foden's dog. Foden's up there. And Kevin get well, good. Absolutely. Homegrown, anything to keep him happy. He's he's cooling. He knows he's got plenty of time with us. The funny thing with Phil Foden and this team and this roster, his peak isn't even in literally three to four years from now. Literally. That's crazy to even think about. Kevin with two to three years. Should we get another quality midfielder in there? Foden's still going to be asked to do the, the left wing, right wing thing. I mean, it's wonderful. And he came in and had an assist late yeah. yesterday. He came in with quite energy, with great energy. I said going into the back half of this season, we're going to need a strong Phil Froden run. This was 10, 11 games left. You and I were talking about it. We were looking at the schedule, the fixtures, what could happen. At the time, Phil Foden was recovering. And then just a couple weeks after that, he had a fucking appendix burst. Man comes on and look at the energy that he's given us, man. It's just quite absolutely insanely amazing for these fucking citizens right now. I am amped, bro. So yeah, Phil's going to be up there. Holland hopefully resigns. We'll keep him for a little bit longer. Uh, Kevin. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how it'll mess up the wage structure. Should he stay, but he's going to get paid up there. Cancelo was on 250 K a week. Yeah, man. Yeah. I definitely don't want him now. I'm telling you. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm telling you, he could accidentally, he has a funky career. If you look at it, he's one of those rare players that have failed their way to the top. Look at the Juventus situation. And look how he had an issue with, I think, Inter too. And we do the player swap, and then he comes over and he fails his way to the top with us. And then now that he's getting exposed, watch us send him to PSG or Real Madrid or somewhere else. And you're going to be like, but still, a top club. He just finds his way to fail to the top because he's going to get those wages, man. He is... He's shown oh, yeah, enough. He's not going to get lower than that. That's why I'm no. saying I don't want him. I don't want him for that price. Club's coming. Someone's going to pay for him for sure. I think it'll be 30-40, realistically. Yeah, it's not a bad price. I just don't like those wages. Um, there's one thing I, I really, and I'm, I'm dead serious about this. Dead serious. If, if I hear from you at any point that you're worried about Inter Milan, I'm walking off the podcast. Oh I don't want to hear I'm nervous. I do Can't not want to hear I'm worried about Inter Milan. I'm, I will that. walk off the podcast and I will cancel my episode. You can have a monologue episode to yourself. I do not want to hear that you are scared of Inter Milan. That no, Milan Derby was one of the most painful things I've been through, and I've had a knee surgery. Um, that was awful. Awful, awful game. Literally no moment that I remember, um, except Lutaro Martinez jumping in the crowd, but that was when it was over. He's horrible. You can't be scared of this team. Yeah, not even an iota of fear. Is this a reasonable take for me? I mean, it's reasonable in the sense that I'm not going to go to bed fearing a team that's had 11 losses in the Italian league. Um, I'm not necessarily telling you that this is a team that can really put it to us. I'm not going to sit there and tell you that. But for a team that had uh, a, a group with Byron and finished second, Okay. Um, Who else was in the group? Uh, Barcelona. No, oh, yeah, that's right. Victoria Pizan. <laughs> All right. Well, Barcelona is shit in Europe. Xavi is awful in Europe. So yeah, they went. Yeah, I'm not surprised they two. came out of that. 
They went three wins, one draw, and two losses in that group. Look, look, you're you're right. I, I mean, I, I we're, we're clearly the superior team from from almost every aspect, but they got there somehow. They ha- they they can, somehow. Can, somehow, yeah. But I I don't. I still feel big body Romelu getting a hold of a ball. Deco, who obviously I love, bit of a city guy, played for us, served served us well. You know, my Eden's thing is 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 he can kind of score at any instant too. Off a corner, gets his foot on a ball, whips it in somehow. He's a big body karate, so he can he can get it done, dude. Um, I'm not ready to give my predictions quite yet. We got to get closer to it. We got to see how other games go. You know, we got a whole entire Premier League weekend to talk about. I'm juiced about it. I don't really want to discuss Inter. I really don't want to discuss Inter. I got to do my homework on Inter. I got to respect the opponent. Uh, trust me, I don't want to discuss Inter either. <laughs> We're gonna. That's gonna be a quality game, man. That's gonna be. It's the final. It's the final. And the last final dud was what Madrid and Pool when Madrid absolutely slapped them. No, Madrid and. Madrid and Pool was a joke. I think it was Madrid and Juventus. Madrid and Juventus. Maybe a... they did smack him. Maybe I'm thinking. I'm probably uh, thinking of the recent one. It wasn't a smack. I shouldn't say smacking, but it was like one nil, and it was like a dud of a game. Nobody was doing shit, and Madrid got in a nice little cross from Valverde, and Vinny finished it. And it was like kind of like a like a like a laser ball across. Yeah, you're talking about last year's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, wasn't slapping. Was, Liverpool yeah, should have arguably won that. Courtois fucking saved their asses. Courtois. He was amazing. He was uh, incredible. The last slapping person. was Madrid 3-1 Liverpool. That was probably pretty lopsided. Uh, Madrid 4-1 Juventus. But that was a tight game most of the time. I think they pulled ahead in like the 70th minute. Um, Yeah, I mean. I, I I mean, we'll talk about it later, but yeah, I, I I just can't see this being too competitive. I really can't. But yeah, uh we had a cha- uh, not Champions League. We had a Premier League game today. That was a slapping as well. Very surprising. Um they beat Arsenal's ass, but they roll over for Everton and uh Newcastle. 4 Fuck. 4 to 1. Newcastle get it done big for their uh Champions League qualification. They're pretty much, you know, right there. I don't know if they're fully qualified, but they probably get another point or two, and they're definitely in. But, yeah, that was a slapping today. Um, very unexpected. I expect a, t- a tighter game. But, yeah, Brighton were, were pretty pretty shit today, and it makes, my, it makes me more upset about the loss over the weekend we had because that was an embarrassing performance from Brighton. Yeah. And, in between two embarrassing performances, they get a three nothing win at, at the Emirates. So yeah, that's pretty poor. But anyway, uh, yeah, Callum Wilson another goal. He pretty much sealed the deal after it went two one in about the sixty fifty first minute. Um, so Brain kind of pulled back. But yeah, it was um, it was good for Newcastle, and you know, Champions League Newcastle is looking like a almost sure thing right now at this moment. They're on 36 games played with 69 points. So they pretty much just need to win one more. And they got it locked and loaded. Yeah, dude. My oil brethren. My brothers in absolute misery. I love them. I I wish them nothing but success until they play City. Good for them. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Can Eddie Howe do it? Can Eddie? Like, like. 
just stop for thinking. Just stop for a moment and ask yourself, honest question. Is Eddie Howe a Champions League manager? We will find out. <laughs> like, like I, that, that, that part is the part that I think maybe I, maybe I am hating. Maybe I need to hear from Steak Sauce on this, on, on a Newcastle oh. perspective a little bit more, but... Like, am I hating? They do in the summer, right? Yeah, the summer, the summer, the summer's key. But like, Eddie Howe's gonna do something with with those boys. Like, there's gonna be some ugly Champions League games from Newcastle. Oh, that's definitive. Like, imagine (laughs) Newcastle going to Bayern. You saw what they did 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 to to, in the Emirates earlier in the year. It's gonna be true terrorist tactics. But yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll see what they do in in the summer. They they have some really really good pieces right now. Callum Wilson's close to a 20-goal season. Isak looking good. Um, Guimaraes class. Almiron. Almiron, Botman, Schar, center back pairing. So they add a few, three, four quality Champions League players. And, and, you know, this is a totally different team. So Mm -hmm. they're going to raise the level over the summer for sure. You got some words for Brighton? You got some words for a team that does something? Why are you – in the hunt, in the hunt for European places, not starting Alexis McAllister. Explain that one for me, please. Because let's go through. Is he hurt? Does he have a knock? Did I did I miss something? Because you're in the hunt for European places. Why are you sitting your best player? Mm-hmm. Please explain that for me, because I do not understand that one. What are you worried about? Him getting hurt for next season? He ain't gonna be there next season, clown. Why are you benching him? I mean, let me look it up. Maybe he was had a little knock, but if he's good enough to sit on the fucking bench and come in in the 60th minute, then why didn't he play? I don't get that. Um, there's some little things that Deserby does that really, really annoy me. And um, yeah, I don't understand that one. You're hunting. You're you're trying to get Europe. You, I mean, I'm pretty sure you you've said we're keeping Caicedo because we want Europe, but yeah. you're not starting McAllister. Come on, man. Yeah. And they seem to go with that Bionot player, uh, number 40, to start him. Undav, I think, has started a few games before. I find it funny. It's been successful a little bit in some of these recent games. But Billy Gilmore starting at midfield with Galcedo at right back. Like, he's he's doing some real dark artsy shit here that, that I'm going to have to take, like, at the end of the – in the summer – Looking back on the season, I am legit going to be watching some of these games over to understand what the fuck this guy was trying to do here. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to go a little 180 on you here. I think Brighton overachieved this year. And no matter what happens in these last two games. They did. But... I, I think I think they're getting what? We're, we're guaranteed Europe at, the, at, point, at this point for them, right? Is that safe? I, I wouldn't say it's a guarantee. I mean... <sighs> Yeah, you're right. They they Game still game. have yeah. It's not a guarantee Why at all. I think they had thirty six. No, no, it's That's not a guarantee cool. at all. They gotta they gotta get points out of three more games. I mean, Liverpool's yeah. at they Liverpool's seven points ahead of them. Um, Tottenham is one point behind them. Aston Villa is one point behind them. So they, there's a chance they can finish in eighth place still. All right, let me let me let me send an offering to Brighton right now, and I want to get it on the pod, okay? Brighton, let me be sure to, to get this out there. Out out to the powers that be, I will send the message. Should City do what they do against Chelsea, you give us a nice guard of honor when we see you, Brighton. We may lay down a little bit. We may lay down. We got to rest some <laughs> players up. We may lay down a little bit. You heard it here first. Anderson in midfield debut. <laughs> 
<laughs> you shiesty motherfucker. You'd love to see it. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, Pep would fucking. No, that's disrespectful to the league and probably get fined. <laughs> to be honest, that's some whole ass shit. If we try is it to as disrespectful it. as sitting McAllister when you need Europe? <laughs> it's pretty Come on, deserve it. That is pretty bad, man. Yeah, he deserves. You got three game, You had three games with him left. Why don't you just use him? Don't worry about <laughs> fatigue at this point. Yeah, unless you're trying to convince the player to stay, and you're trying to show good faith. If he tells you he's tired, it's over. I mean, he's left. <laughs> I keep seeing that. That yesterday's price is not today's price. I keep seeing it. I keep seeing the price is set. We need this. We need that. He's good as gone. He's good as gone. think they have him, huh? That's what it sounds like. They might be advanced, um, but we'll see. We'll see. So, yeah, second to last weekend. We will have some midweek makeup games next week. Um, but weekend-wise, this is the second to last until August, mid-August, when the Premier League will return. So, um, yeah, let's start it up. Saturday, first game of the day, Spurs versus Brentford. Ivan Tony suspended eight months suspension, and mm. he will be out of this game. <clears throat> Spurs are probably happy for that. But if there's anybody that can drop points to an Ivan Tony list Brentford, it is the Tottenham Hotspur. Yep. What do you think? You think they're gonna they're gonna pick up some points, try to close in on that fifth place, keep a Europa spot, or you think Brentford's gonna show up? And get it done. I've I've showed camaraderie and appreciation for my love of my oil brethren in Newcastle for, for doing what they do and handling business and pretty much considering themselves locked in for, for, for Europe. I'm going to show an equal amount of camaraderie and brethren and brotherly love to my brothers in charges from the Premier League. Even though it's Ivan Tony, they had a player on it, and technically they're tainted by this as well. Brentford. I back you. I support you. I got a few lawyers you can call if you need help with any of this. Fight this, maybe, the suspension. If not, Ivan Tony, holler at my people too. We can help you. Brentford are going are gonna to beat Tottenham. It's going to be three to one. What Spurs team is going to, are they even going to show up? <laughs> like, truthfully, what the fuck are they playing for? This weekend's going to be tough because you don't know who's really trying. So I expect <laughs> so some really weird I... scores this weekend. And my I'm predictions will reflect that. 3-1 Brentford? Yeah. Judges had a two-run home run, by the way. 2-0. Um, I like that. 3-1 Brentford. Yeah. Um, I, I I really don't know where to go on this one. I think I think I'm picking Harry Kane for a goal. That seems Harry inevitable. Kane. So he will be one of my goal scorers. And um, I'm going to take Tottenham. I, this is probably going to backfire on me, but I'm going to take Tottenham 2-1. to one. Harry Kane goal, first goal scorer of the weekend. And um, update us on the, the overall score because it's crunch yeah. time now. So uh, let's get an update on that. Going into the weekend, you hold a two-point lead. I sucked last weekend. 222 points to 220. We are going to have to go back and look at this season. My cousin agreed because he's like a huge, huge butter and a huge Madrid fan. Yeah, I've been roasting him all fucking day. Uh, I, he gave me a confirmation because he's been doing game parlays all year and keeping records with screenshots. So I'm going to sit down with him one day, FaceTime, get really, really high and go through the entire season and see which ones we did that we hit on. Like 
if it was a bet, what was the actual over under the odds just to kind of have fun and see what it should have been if we actually did it. Because, dude, we have hit on some numbers this year. There were weeks where you literally at our Mac, at our peak, when you were seeing the Matrix, you literally had a week where you had three games where you called the scores exactly right. And that wasn't just the rest of the weekend where you had like, yeah, you called Brentford versus Bournemouth and you got it right, but it was just, you know, Brentford won. We didn't get the score right. Like you got other games right, but three games specifically. Well, I need another one of those weekends. Yeah. Yeah. You solidify the win because you're up two right now. So literally anything can happen. That's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. Two point lead is nothing. Um, <clears throat> all right. Yeah. So, yes, these are very, very important picks. Very important. This is a very important game as well. Burnmouth, home against Manchester United, who need to pick up points. Newcastle pick up points. This is a must win. They have three games remaining. Liverpool is hunting, hunting them down for that spot. But Liverpool need things to happen. Man United need to win this game. I think if they win this one, I think that pretty much locks up top four unless something crazy happens. What do you think about this one? I thought it was the Wolves game, man. I thought it was the Wolves game last weekend that was going to be the one for me. And I really backed that situation. I think United are going to pull it off. I'm I'm really sad to say it. Uh, Mainly it's picking between two evils. Do I want United to get four? Do I want Liverpool to get four? Quite frankly, I'm already pissed off that Arsenal are chasing us and after some of our players. Newcastle, my oil brethren are in there. That's the only team I'm happy about, and I hope I wish them success. But the fact that the other fucking clubs I have to deal with are really fucking kind of, ah, yeah, uh, I, I got to be realistic here because I need the points. I'm going United 2-1. It's going to be close, but United are going to do their thing. I'm going 2-1 United. Okay. Um, it's close. I, I don't Burnham, know. I just don't Burnham. know. Like, what if Burnmouth's going to show up? I'm, I think they're pretty much safe. Like, but you know, not many remaining home games left. Thirty-nine points. I mean, they're not completely, completely safe. So, eh, no, they are safe actually. Yeah, if they're mathematically safe. Yeah, I'll say I'll say two nothing United, right? Like the Wolves game. Yeah, I think United will do it. I don't think I don't think Burnmouth's going to be like coming out trying to really really win this one. But you never know. But I'm going to stick to two nothing United. Okay. Um, next one is Fulham Crystal Palace. Now we're getting into games that really are not going to mean nothing. So. This is such a tough game to pick. Mitrovic is back. I think he'll be scoring goals. Roy Hodgson, Crystal Palace, scoring goals everywhere. So I think this will be like one of those games where it's not too defensive. I think it's going to be at least five goals minimum I'm taking. Um, Three to two. Fulham. Five, four, Fulham. Five, four. I'm not even. If you hit that on the bullseye, I'm gonna be fucking. I'm not angry. even bullshitting. It's gonna be absolute chaos. The moment you started saying no defense, I started saying Brian. You're. Hit. I didn't want to say it because I don't want to get you to get the score higher. But I was thinking, dude, up that shit. It's gonna be absolute running. 
fucking backyard ball. Let them have at it. Mitrovic is going to bulldog somebody. They're going to be yapping. It's going to be fun. I actually think this low-key might be the best fucking game of the weekend. No, no, I no, forgot. We might win there, there's game. some games with stakes here. Yeah, I mean, you guys could win the fucking league. Um, yeah, I'm popping, I'm popping uh, bottles. Um, yeah, I think I think it's gonna be high scoring. I don't see te- these teams. This is a, this is a meaningless, meaningless game. So, um, yeah, it'll be a it'll be a five goal minimum. Um, Liverpool Aston Villa. Um, Interesting game. I think this is the toughest game remaining on the schedule for Liverpool. So um, they're playing good, though. Aston Villa, Unai Emery, tactically, he's going to do something to kind of stifle that attack. I still think Liverpool get it done. Uh, two to one. Liverpool, and they're just spreading the goals out so good. So it's hard for me to pick somebody on Liverpool. And every time I pick Ollie Watkins is like Odegaard for me. When I pick Watkins, he doesn't score. So I'm not picking anybody in this game. Okay. Yeah, that's probably a fair, uh, a fair shout. Um, I'm gonna go four to two Liverpool. I think Liverpool still lack the defense. Yeah, I think Villa will capitalize on that a little bit, but I think Liverpool really offensively. I think they're clicking right now. Hundred mm, percent. Wolves versus Everton. Uh, I mean, this is this is an important game for Everton for sure. Um, Wolves are safe. Everton, mm, right there, seventeenth place. They need something out of this game. They definitely need something. So, very very important game for Liverpool. Um, I mean, Everton. Sorry, the other Merseyside team. I think Everton will do it. Um, I think they'll get something out of this. Uh, and I think they'll get three points. Yeah, I, I honestly do. I think Everton's going to stay up somehow. Somehow I just think they're going to stay up. I don't know how, but Sean Dyche has that English. Is he English? He has yes. that voodoo. Yeah, he's English. He has that voodoo. I think he's going to keep Everton up, and I think this is going to be a ugly one nothing win for Everton. It's very easy to go along with those same thought process. Logically, it it just matches everything. Everton got something to fight for. They can do it. Um, Let the record show that when push came to shove and when Orlando needed points, I turned to DeCorey because he's scoring for Everton. Wow. That guy's got a clutch gene. Guy's got a clutch gene, man. There's something to him. He's a big body, too. Oh, he's huge. Yeah, big body. I'm gonna go two to one Everton. Yeah. Um, so you think you think Everton's gonna stay up as well? Just like I, I do? think they can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, Ash has done enough. The FIFA go- the FIFA gods are gonna reward them. Get it done these last few weeks. Yeah, I, I think they're gonna do it. I do think they're gonna do it. Um, Nottingham Forest at home against Arsenal. Um, no pressure FC. There's no pressure on them in this game. They will show up and they will win. Uh three to one. And I'm gonna take a score score from this game. Should I? Let me look at this. You have a player on the roster that raises other games every year late of the so season. So Martinelli's out, hurt. Trossard will be playing. Um 
Saka has not scored in a while. I think I, I'm going to take a Bakayo Saka goal. I think he gets on the board for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So 3-1 three, three, Arsenal, Bakayo Saka will get the goal. And, um, yeah, and I'm guessing Trossard is going to start on the left. Yeah. All right, cool. What are you picking? 4-1 to one Arsenal. And I'm telling you, end of season when you're just looking for a stat packer, ain't a guy Jesus. like Gabriel Jesus out yeah, there. Yeah, he's going to score too. <laughs> it's going to put at least one in. I hope he gets the pen, although you guys pretty much give it to Saka. But mm, I love get it. Saka missed too, so they're going to want to build his confidence yeah, back up. That's right. That's right. Makes sense. I'll yeah, take the pen. Right. Yeah, I'm going 4-1 Arsenal. But they have Navas, right? Fuck Navas. He's trash. Yeah, he's trash. He's been able to do shit all year for that team. The European juggernauts, West Ham. (laughs) 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 Taking on Leeds United. It's funny because it's true. (laughs) That's what their fan base is claiming. Um, 8.30 game, U.S. time. This is Leeds need the points. And... I can't see West Ham giving a shit about this game. They're celebrating getting into a final. Um, they are at home, but Leeds need this game. They're going to be tired. They played their starters today, and um, yeah, they've done that. They they've done the Thursday games two weekends in a row. So I'm expecting a lackluster West Ham performance. And Leeds, they're going to need this. Big Sam's going to be up for this. He's he's going to say this is the game we got. West Ham came in. They're pumped up. They're in a European final, and they're and we're going there. But we're going to catch them off guard, and we're going to show up and we're going to score. Um, I say it's a two-one Leeds win. That's a fair shout. And you could it, it make again. You're going logical sense, catching them on an emotional drained moment, giving it all for for European glory. For West Ham, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Leads are going to go in. Big Sam is is going to do something, but that's where I stop when it comes to talking about leads. Because all I'm going to do is talk about they don't deserve for us to talk about anything else and what they do. They hold our uncle Jesse, and quite frankly, I'm just going to go back and recap the game they had against us. Three shots on goal, 18% possession. They had one corner. They had 15 fouls to our two, and they had five saves compared to our one. Fuck Leeds. Fuck everything about that club. Fuck Big Sam. West Ham are going to hold on to it and get a two-to-one victory. I don't think Leeds can end up scoring. I don't think they can go ahead and put, put two and two together. And I'm trusting West Ham being able to have enough of that brilliance from Europe, keep it going tactically, technically, Passes are crisp. Everything's right now good. It's fluid. Keep that going. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. We differ there. That could be a huge one for the both of us. Yeah. For real. Fuck Big Sam. Fuck Big Sam. Um, Brighton, Southampton. I think Brighton will bounce back. Alexis McAllister is well-rested because Deservey benched him. Um, <laughs> Asshole Deservey. And then uh, Southampton's done. What, what the fuck are they going to play for? So this will be an easy, easy Brighton win at home. Um, 3-0. Another 3-0 for them, just like they, they did to the disgraceful Arsenal last weekend. 3-0. I'm not taking any scores. Um, yeah, 3-0. I want to go draw or loss for Brighton so fucking bad. I can't bad. see it. 
Southampton has zero to play for. And there's no way you can talk me into it. Romeo yeah. Lavia still playing well. Nothing. They're saying Liverpool's up. going after him now. Did you see that? Listen, dude, I'm so scared of that fucking. Listen, I, let me just be a person. I, I hate Arsenal now. I've had a year of really hating Arsenal. To being in a title race with them, I truly, I truly now, I have, they were the team that I thought, you know what? They got our former assistant. It gave them some of our players. I can like them. I see them going top four. To now fighting them for everything, I, I don't like battling with Arsenal. I just don't like it anymore. I'd rather go back to the Liverpool fight. I've thought about it enough. These Arsenal lot going after our our players and the swamps and tyranny, the rumors. I and mean, Don so Robbie. And Don Robbie. Don Robbie's another one that I just can't. You know, bro. Like it's it's these Arsenal lot that I, I respect it now. There's a grind. I can I know it's coming, but Liverpool, man, Liverpool. I'm really worried about them and the transfer targets, man. I'm telling you. I know it's trouble talk for us now and it's real, but the moment June 10th happens, I think we can be behind the game already. And that's what scares the shit out of me. I think they're going to have a disappointing transfer window. I really do. They have a lot to do. They have a lot to do. You're going past. You see, see, you're seeing bigger picture than yeah. most of these Liverpool fans right now. Liverpool fans are thinking like, you're crazy. What the fuck are you talking about, Gooner? We have a midfield to fix and we're just fine. And I think you're kind of like, my sirs, have you seen your defense? <laughs> like, it's, I don't know right now, gun to my forehead, what two center backs they would start next year. Yeah. No, they, they, they have a lot to do. And and I'm sorry, but I saw a lot from their board this summer. I mean, this this year, the propaganda, yes. things I've seen from our club that yes. I just I would not. If I'm Liverpool, I would not trust them to get it done. They're gonna make like I'm, I'm sorry. I, I like Lavia, but for Liverpool, that is not the signing for them. Like you could you could have got Lavia last year. Like yeah. why didn't you get him last year? Like, you could have yeah. did that last year. Instead, you did nothing in your midfield, and you missed out on top four. I mean, they could still get it, but well, in I'm fairness, going on the basis that they missed yeah. out. No, you're not wrong. But in the fairness to Liverpool in this regard, we, I, I think I we treat them like Arsenal right now. If they call, fuck off. We're not answering the phone. Romeo Lavia. Plus, also, it should it should. So who's the business with? Because you sold them to Southampton. We did a yes, the business is with Southampton. But let me be clear on one thing when we did the business with Southampton. The only reason why we did business with Southampton is because they agreed to our terms, which was we're sticking a motherfucking buyback clause on this motherfucker. And if you don't like it, we're not dealing him to you. And Romeo agreed to it, which is why all of this is huge to me. I am all in on Tiki and buyback clause FC, which I want I have a question for you real quick. Honest question. Gun to your head. Quick reaction. They were talking about it on the Big Six. Tiki or Pep? Who's the most important player to Manchester City? Most important Pep. person. You think Pep moves at all? Dude, I can make a strong argument for Tiki. I, but sure I, you could, but I mean, Pep Pep takes Manuel Kanji, turns him into the best center back. He moves, he moves John Stones to midfield. He does pretty much whatever he wants, and it works out amazing. So, I mean, I'm sure you can, but do you think – do you think – Pep is maybe helping with the transfers with Tiki. Do you think Tiki is helping Pep with the tactics? That's a great. That's it right there. That's 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 it. That's it. Checkmate right. Checkmate right there. Because Tiki played himself, but I don't think that Tiki's helping with the tactics. Whereas when Tiki goes down and finds a player, Tiki wants Ederson in midfield. So if that move happens, 
<laughs> I know that's cheeky. Yeah, so so I I but look, I, Liverpool, fuck Liverpool. I would never want to do any sort of business with Romy Lavio. Anything that happens, but don't they do the business with Southampton? They do, but okay. who, whatever they sign, this is what well, I'm Pep telling has you. the right to cock block. A hundred percent next year buyback clause for forty million. It is non-negotiable. Whoever the fuck owns him, the buyback clause is in the contract. Southampton have to negotiate with any club, and should they? Great, but that contingency is non-negotiable. It's in the contract set that we set, and we're not changing it. You got to come back to us and ask. So the us buyback for clause, if if he's sold this summer by Southampton, mm-hmm. the buyback clause stays. Mm-hmm. It has to. How long? Unless, I don't know. Unless, I don't know how it works. I'm not. I'm unless, ignorant to it. And if I'm wrong to it, if I'm wrong to it, then it's got to be. Then we're getting forty million in whatever sale they sell. So there if has you to get be a sell on, I guess maybe a huge yeah, sell on, twenty yeah. percent. Absolutely, shit. And then some. To be honest with you, we we did the proper evaluation there. In my understanding, the contingency stays in the contract. Unless Liverpool or whoever the buyer is talk directly well, to City. Let's look this up because I'm very interested in this. Yeah, for sure. Because I know the 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 buy plat clause is not this year; it's next year. All right, let's look it up. Romeo Lavia buyback buyback clause FC man. I believe in it. Arsenal target. All right, let's read this. Arsenal target has a 45 million euro buyback clause in his contract, which will activate in 2024. Manchester City have the option, but not until 20. So it must not be until the end of next season. Mm -hmm. So Lavia. Ah, right here. Should Southampton choose to sell the former Manchester City starlet, then the Sky Blues would have the opportunity to match any future bids. The reigning Premier League champion also have a 40 million buyback clause, as well as a sizable, goddamn, Brian, you spot on, my boy, as well as a sizable 20% sell-on clause. I don't think it goes higher than 20 I mean, yeah, they don't. I, mean, I yeah. think that's FIFA, that's FIFA career mode, us knowing that. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I've done that a few times on players. But, yeah, that's that's, uh, so that's how I, I would think if they sold him. Because if you're if you're Liverpool, are you really going to pay big money for Lavia for one year? If Manchester City can just buy him? Like, I don't know. But, and Southampton, I have to account for that sell-on clause. They got to mm-hmm. make their paper. So it ain't 40. It's going to be 50 to 60 so that they get their yesterday's cut. price is not today's price. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's strategy, dude. They're going to eventually. That's yeah. the shit right there. They got a limit, bro, because that to me, I know it's good business. But if I'm being fair as a neutral, too. So anytime I send out a player, I can just put them on a buyback clause or like what like what's to stop every club from possibly doing this? I know the player has to agree. I guess it just shows that how much that they love City. But if I'm being a naysayer to this, this can get out of hand. Like this can yeah. get out of out of hand quick. Well, I, I would think that if you're putting a buyback clause on, then the price for Southampton was probably a lot cheaper. Okay. Yeah. That's probably what it is. Like, That's probably why they want did more that. money up front. And yeah. it's like most players are 
Lavi is young. You don't really sell your young players too often, but yeah. it does happen for the bigger clubs. Um, you know, the, the other clubs are not going to be selling their, their young players like that. But, you know, City, Arsenal is having this right now with the, uh, one of our top, top academy guys, Charlie Patino. Um, he wants to play first team football. You're, you're, you're not capable of doing that for Arsenal right now. We have Champions League. We have another title to, to compete for next season. So they're doing the same buyback, buyback clause, selling, get him some first team game time, probably take a reduced price, a reduced fee, but to include the buyback, I think that'll be worth it. Send them to the premiership. I would send them to the championship. Yeah. If you can get him a Premier League team. He was in the championship this year. He played for Blackburn. But I don't know. Were they in the championship? I think they were in League Two, maybe. Or were they? Yeah, see, I love watching that shit, man. I love watching Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday. I love watching some of these other clubs sometimes because I know they got Premier League champions, Blackburn. What was it, 94, I think? Back in the fucking day. Wow. Championship standing. So who's coming up from the championship? Burnley's already Burnley up. Burnley and Sheffield. Sheffield's already up. And then the playoff, Luton Town, Middlesbrough, Coventry, Sutherland. Blackburn were, seen, up. Blackburn were in seventh. They're finished right outside the playoffs. Have you seen Luton Town Stadium? <laughs> I oh. might know because I feel like we played them recently. Oh, my God, bro. It's like you're walking through someone's backyard to get through the away stand. Oh, yeah. I think we played this team. No, 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 no. No, we didn't. But, yeah. Holy it's fuck. nutty, House man. is right outside. Like, think about right that. on top of the stadium. That's ridiculous. Dude, there's nothing like that league, man. That is so what fucking the, Imagine them in the Premier League going there next year. That would, would be. Away fans would get fucking 1,000 tickets. <laughs> like, legit. Like, like, yeah. They might even be like, you guys have to sit on the roof. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Don Robbie. We got to get a crane to lift you. <laughs> Did you see that video I sent you with Ty where he hears referee <laughs> and he comes out of nowhere? <laughs> the moment he heard referee had his hands behind his back, like, come on, I'm ready. <laughs> I rate you with AD. Uh, what was what was before Christ uh, BC? Uh Zero would be a compliment. He's zero. zero would be a compliment. <laughs> that was funny. Dude, yeah, man, he's trippy, dude. That's All right, but uh, yeah, next game. Did we predict? Uh, what did you predict for Brighton Southampton? I'm going three two Brighton. Okay, three two, three two. Um, Man City versus Chelsea. Will the title be lifted? That is the only mm. question for this game. Is it the only question of this game? There's a couple other questions to be had. What? Did Raheem Sterling make the right choice? No. Did Mikel Omodre make the right choice? No. I was waiting for that answer. Did Jao Felix make the right choice? No. If I offered you Jao Felix at the end no. of this year? No, you would not take Jao and no. add him to your You're diverse one. I'd rather have Trissard. I think Trissard's better. Oh, uh, same player, same player. I think same players. I think same players. Premier League experience, multiple yeah. years, not a fucking loan with a shit Chelsea team. <laughs> that's that, okay. Yeah, okay. Now you're you're talking. And you're talking price, like an The price is going to be too much for Felix. So nah, I'm good. I'll stick with Trissard. Let's get somebody. Let's get somebody mm-hmm. more more 
advanced than Joe Felix. Let's look. Let's look above Felix. Felix yeah. Felix was yesterday's news. We moved on. Do you think Calvin is a prick? Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. Pick up Todd. <laughs> do you do you think Calvin Phillips starts this game? No, no. Title. Win the title and then fuck around with Calvin Phillips. Give him some charity work. So you think we go for it then? You're going Dude, you think get it get think- it over with. Why why not? You're gonna fuck around? You never know what can happen in this league. You don't play with fate. Lift the trophy right. and then you fucking put Phillips at striker. <laughs> I like that. Uh I'm going four to two city. Yeah, I I mean Chelsea's just awful. Talk about might- another team with nothing to play for. Talk about another team that's gonna just roll over, completely roll over. And um Man City will be champions five and six. Great accomplishment. Pep Guardiola. Yeah, Pep Guardiola is uh, becoming the GOAT right in front of our eyes. Uh, Champions League looks locked up. I can't see Inter winning. Um, Really, the toughest task will be the FA Cup, and I honestly think that's just because it's rivalry. Rivalry, FA Cup. I mean, for being honest, you guys are levels above United, too, and they have injuries dealing with. So, Um, But rivalry games, weird stuff happens. Weird shit happens, and – but yeah, this one's over. Um, unfortunately, Arsenal fucked up and they lost to the better team. They beat us three times, so we know who the better team is head to head. But you know, we didn't have to beat you guys to even make this a challenge, and we didn't. But yeah, United City. Hopefully, we learn from it. Hopefully, we go big in the summer and challenge again, challenge again, and hopefully, we come out the better, the better team next year. But. For this one, I, I don't see anything but a trophy being lifted at the Etihad, and Chelsea will lose. What'd you say? Four. I went four two city. I'll go four one. I got a goal scorer. I'm guessing you got a goal scorer too. Nope, because there's a game Monday. Mm. I went to Corey Jesus. You've gone Kane and Saka. Mm-hmm. Phil Foden gets on the scoring sheet. Foden scores. I thought you were going to pick Sterling. What a, what a bummer. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> what a bummer for him, to be honest. All right, I mean, that's it. Every bit of it. And there is a Monday game, and I will be picking my goal scorer here. Newcastle at home against the dreadful going to be a championship team, Leicester City. Um, I will take Isak with a goal. Been a while. He's going to get on the board here. And Newcastle will win this and seal top four. This will be another slapping. I got a four to – I think I'll go four to one again. I'll go to four – four. no, I'm going to go three one. Three one Newcastle. And Isak as my final goal scorer. Yeah, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. Did Isak score today? No. Wow. Yeah, he's probably uh, Bruno. It was Bruno, Callum Wilson, own goal, and then uh, Botman. No, Dan Byrne, header. Dan Byrne. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 2 nothing Newcastle. 
I really don't think Leicester have anything attacking. I think that club is fucking done. Really yeah, crazy. they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. That's a wrap. So um, we're up. Yeah, Newcastle 2-0. Okay, and that rounds out the weekend. We will have midweek fixtures next week, but we'll talk about them on the next podcast. Um, transfer windows coming up. Anything happen? Um, Big things, bud. Big anything things. happen since then? I mean, nothing really like sexy. No, you're just pretty much damn near done with Declan, which I we, think is got to get that finished. Yep. Uh, Sounds Rangers like. Uh, well, here's a video of West Ham players celebrating after. See, see. Oh, Leeds, Leeds. So I'm sending this to Big Sam. Catch them <laughs> off guard. <laughs> There's the video. Big Sam bulletin board material. He wouldn't know what to do with bulletin board. Declan Rice drinking a Heineken. There it is. (laughs) Weeds are getting the dub. Heineken is a future sponsor of Arsenal. Let's just go ahead and get it out there. Come tomorrow. Arsenal have officially sponsored. They might already be. No, Heineken's Champions League. Yeah, it is Heineken. It is Champions League. But yeah, any any anything happen? Nothing really. With tra- uh, transfers, I know Barcelona's looking at Cancelo, which we already kind of discussed. Uh, Rice seems to be very, very close to a agreement. West Ham, people are reporting that they're pretty much agreed on a, a deal or close to it, like a number. Um, people from West Ham camp saying Declan's 100% going to Arsenal, um, be that as it may. This is just reports. Uh, how credible these people are, I don't know. I never really trust these people. And then um, West Ham's camp also said we're going to wait till after the European final to discuss price. So, I mean, for me, just reading between the lines, that sounds very, very close to done. Whether somebody swoops in and tries to steal, that's another thing. But, yeah, I mean, if we can get that done first week in June yeah. or, or June, June 10th, the window's open. So first week of the window, uh, that would be, be big. Yeah, I, I think it's a huge, huge, uh, huge acquisition. It would really jumpstart. I am absolutely right for any juicy, juicy window talk. Um, Gavardiol, Arpsy Leipzig, Red Bull Leipzig have been rumored to be in a financial crisis to meet UEFA guidelines. <clears throat> they need to bring in a minimum of $100 million. I just so happen to have a sheik who would love to help you with that problem. Yeah, but – love. The thing about that report, isn't it in Cuckoo and they have another advanced deal that's already done? Is that going to go on the books immediately? So then they would already have help with that problem? That's a good question. I don't know. Chelsea Chelsea getting that deal done early was a point of emphasis. And I don't know if this hurt Leipzig in doing it fast the way that it did. It could have. Because if you think about it, I'm pretty sure they didn't gain so they just got money off of the books, and they did get rid of Sabitzer too. Yeah. So it almost screams of like Leipzig being trying to be on top of things. Also, Leipzig is one of those clubs that has a bunch <clears throat> of too. There's a bunch of Red Bulls, so this could be bigger than just Leipzig itself. It's actually following guidelines as to whatever the the bigger club has to do. So yeah. I don't know. But, you know, even with – I think that hits the books in the summer. So, But even with that, I mean, I think Gravardio is going to be looked at heavy. Oh, yeah. Um, 85 is sure. the number I'm seeing, and I have no problems in paying that. His diversity yeah. alone, he covers two positions. Yeah. Straight up. Left back and center back. We haven't had the left back situation solved for fucking years. 
been sticking right backs over there. We've been sticking midfielders back there, been sticking anything and anyone back there to try to get it done. I'm ready to have a true, true left back who's played the position before. Gavardio would be a great signing. And for $85 million, I laugh at it. So, yeah, let's do it. Get it done. Good young defender. Wears gloves. Gotta love a defender who wears gloves. Love every bit of that. Where's the Super Mario gloves, like the white gloves? No, they're typically black. I haven't seen him wear white gloves, and he's had the opportunity to wear the white gloves because he wears yeah, a white kit dominant with red as the shorts. So uh, he wears black. I think that's I think that's also a UEFA thing, which if that's the case, they need to break that rule. Yeah, so nothing really crazy. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that, but um, that's it. Anything else? No, man. No, nothing I can think of. Stoked for the summer window. Ready to get some stuff uh, projected. Theorize on some stuff. See if we can beat the window and see what guys are going to be going where. Yeah, we're like 20-something days from the window opening. So we will get to it then. We will see if uh, City become champions again this weekend. And, um, yeah, the relegation picture is going to be a little more clear after this. Top four is going to be a little more clear. So we'll just discuss that on the next one. Yeah. Let's go. Episode 55 in the books. We out. Peace.